the Shy Chat Podcast, stories that connect. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Shy Chat Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring Chicago colleagues and their candid, inspiring, and often entertaining stories. I'm your host, Houston Staub, and our guest today is Olivia Soberay. She's a senior associate with our Chicago Hub marketing team. Olivia is a fantastic storyteller, which has inspired her to promote KPMG in the marketplace and share her love for Chicago history through engagement with Chicago for Chicagoans, a nonprofit group designed to give us a fresh perspective on our Chicago neighborhoods. Olivia, you're celebrating three years with KPMG this spring. First off, congrats on the work anniversary. Uh, second, why don't you tell us all here a little bit about what you do at KPMG? Thanks, Houston. So I am part of the Chicago Hub field marketing team. Actually just accepted a new position on the team. So I'm now a senior associate with a focus on brand and marketing. Very similar to what I was doing before, but a bit more independence to implement campaigns for our hub. Okay, very nice. Um, so what's been like your favorite project you worked on so far here? Yeah, so at the end of 2019, mid-2019, Carrie Neese, who's now the MDL for our team, created something called the Chicago Resilience Series. Unbeknownst to us that resilience would become the word of 2020, but it was a series of events focusing on resilient themes for our clients. And we had a couple in-person events before we switched to virtual. So we have been able to continue that campaign throughout Chicago and the Midwest and it's been fantastic and just amazing that she came up with that right before, you know, things got really bad. So yeah. it's been great to be her co-captain on that endeavor. Very cool. So you're in your third year at KPMG in marketing department. we got projects everywhere. Before you came to KPMG, let's go even further back, back to when you were a kid. What did, did you think you were going to be? Senior associate in marketing at KPMG, working on our resilient brand coming out of the pandemic. Or what did you think you were going to be? Absolutely. Three-year-old <laughs> Olivia had that vocabulary and that forward thinking. No, not at all. My parents make fun of me that I had a new profession every week. I wanted to be a firefighter, a teacher, uh, architect, a lawyer. It just depended on the day and how I felt like the snacks would be at each job. So... Um, but that's been something that's continued throughout my life. I like doing a lot of different things, wearing a lot of different hats. And marketing is the perfect marriage of all of that. It really is. I have so much independence to be creative, to bring my ideas to the table, and to work with anyone and everyone in the firm. Um, a lot of folks thought I'd be a historian, though, just with my passion for Chicago history. Yeah, so have you, as you got old, were you always a history buff? Did you, like, at, was three-year-old Olivia like, hey, how was this roller coaster made? I want to know the first date it was invented. When was a roller coaster invented, you know? Or when did this uh-huh. sort of evolve into, you know, your history passion? Yeah, I would say that comes from my folks. Uh, I come from a pretty competitive family. We very much value knowledge and sharing knowledge and just the nature of our family is we kind of get a little competitive with it. Trivia night is intense, but my mom's an architect. So we would drive around 
Chicago or if we traveled anywhere, she'd be telling us stories about the buildings, the people who built them, the impact on the environment and the society. So it was just natural to pick it up in, in my adult life, that, telling those stories yeah. to my friends. Yeah, my my grandpa used to be a wannabe architect and he he loved Frank Lloyd Wright. That was all I oh. like. I'm not a I, that's all I know. I know there's a couple houses in the uh, Chicago suburbs, right? Aren't there some of the Frank Lloyd Wright? Uh, For sure. I'm more of a Mary Mahoney Griffin gal. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright is notorious for stealing her ideas. So a lot of those houses are actually Mary Mary Mahoney Griffin designs. And hers don't leak as much as Frank Lloyd Wright. Sorry, I had to spill the tea. That's the architecture tea. Yeah, I see that went over my head. But I think you're also proving your uh, history trivia knowledge. Speaking of history, you came to Chicago here, and so I don't know a lot about this, but you joined this group, Chicago of Chicagoans, a nonprofit org, and you've also been with them for, I think, about the same time, right? Three years? Yeah, just over. Can you tell us more about what that Chicago for Chicagoans is? Sure, yeah. So Chicago for Chicagoans is the 501c3 nonprofit. We focus on education for all. Uh, specifically, you know, being from Chicago suburbs, Chicagoland area, don't get me wrong, I love the boat tour. I love hearing all about, you know, the fire, Capone, etc. Chicago for Chicagoans takes it down one step further. So that's for the folks that want to hear more about the history on the neighborhood scale. So that's what we do. We do walking tours of different neighborhoods. In the winter, we give history talks at a true-to-the-era speakeasy, knock on the door, give the password through the portcullis. It's very cool. So it's just been a great way to meet people who are likewise passionate about sometimes relatively obscure parts of Chicago history and architectural preservation. So a few follow-ups. One, what's the password? Depends on the week. If you uh, check out Chicago for Chicagoans Instagram or Facebook, you can get (laughs) shameless plug. Shameless plug, but we do meet every Thursday in Chicago. Um, Tickets are free. It's an education for all standpoint, so folks can donate if they want, or just come listen, have a good time, meet cool folks, and yeah, if you sign up, you can get the password. (laughs) So you said they, and and maybe you meant figuratively, um, but taking walks through the city there. Are you actually going and taking walks through some of these neighborhoods there? You're not just meeting. That's more winter where you're kind of meeting and going through whatever things. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But you actually, you guys go out as a group and look at these kind of historic neighborhoods or specific spots? Oh, for sure. Uh, Specifically the McKinley Park walking tour. So full disclosure, I live in Lincoln Park. I overlook the park. It's beautiful. I thought that was the epitome of Chicago parks. Boy, was I wrong. So wrong. The most beautiful, pristine, amazing Chicago parks are on the south and west sides. Uh, McKinley <laughs> Park makes Lincoln Park look like a lawn, just a lawn. So if you want to see the real pretty parks, check out is, the south and west side. Is that the favorite place you've been on this, you know, going and, I mean, someone's probably a leader each week, right? Finding a new yeah. spot. What's your favorite place you've kind of been taken to? Yeah, so we partner with local community historians, activists, folks that are very much ingrained in the community of their neighborhood. The goal is to share share the stories of the neighborhood and what's going on, and then we all meet for a meal at a local business afterwards. 
So a really cool spot that we went to is part of the Andersonville walking tour. So we, Andersonville is the original, well, two parts. It's the original girl's town in response to boy's town, as well as the Swedish neighborhood. So you can see a lot of the blue flag with the yellow cross on, uh, cross on it. And there's this bar right on Clark Street called Simon's. That's always where we end. And I personally have not seen it, but the folks who researched and led the tour, when they went into Simon saying, hey, we want to finish our tour here. We want to talk about how cool your tavern is. They said, oh, do you want to see the secret club below that's closed? The answer is always yes to that question. So these two, um, two of my friends, they followed this guy down to the basement. I mean, in hindsight, should you follow a stranger to the basement? No. But for the sake of history, yes. And on the door was NN stood for no Norwegians, because apparently back in the day, the Swedish and Norwegians didn't mesh well in that neighborhood. Um, and they saw what was the secret, secret Swedish club underneath Simon's Tavern. And if anyone is going to go to Simon's after this and try to see it, let me know because I've tried a couple times. But hey, maybe if enough of us ask. And and I thought that Chicago just had the Italian mafia and maybe the Irish. I could be mistaken there, but the Swedish and Norwegians at at uh, the helm there. Very interesting. Back to your role at Chicago, Chicago. And so I talked about some of the places you went. What do you what what's your specific role there now? Or is it just like a free for all? I'm imagining there's a little more structure there. So if you've been there a bit, what's your specific role? role there? Sure. So I wear a couple hats because it is a small organization. We are women-led. And the role I took on originally, unofficially, was there was a, a few French folks that would come on the tours. And I mean, God love our Pat, our leader, Patty Swanson, but she is from Texas and she talks a mile a minute. Even as a native English speaker, it is tough to catch everything. So I made friends with these French people that would come on the tours and I would translate for them in the back. Just live time, just quick live, do some translations. You can speak, um, you could speak French. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm their French translator uh, as needed. It's not a hat I wear often, but it's in my back pocket. Then quickly started volunteering. Uh, the leadership uh, realized I, if I like something, I talk about it a lot. It's kind of a trait for many marketing people. So now I'm one of their number one volunteers. If there ever needs someone to talk about us from a marketing standpoint, point, solicit donations, I'm usually that person. Uh, and then over the summer, they led a whole training program to train new tour guides. And I participated and started giving my own uh, presentations this past October. So far, I've talked about the Great Chicago Fire uh, and the influence of French culture and colonialism on the Chicagoland area. So you got to study up when you're like giving the speak. And at, well, first, how many people are you talking in front of? So the first program was virtual uh, with a local library from Hensdale, and we had roughly 36 people on, which is a lot for mm -hmm. us. And then the Speak Easy, we had to. Uh, lower the capacity just so we kept social distancing. And I think we sure. maxed out around 35 there as well. Okay. We got a, a decent crowd here. So before these, you got to study up for these, or, I mean, you also seem oh, to yeah. be this breadth of knowledge. So are you speaking on things you already know, or then you got to study up more on them, refresh yourself? A bit of both. Uh, yeah. 
I feel like a lot of Chicagoans can say, oh, Great Chicago Fire, 1871, there's the water tower. Um, they, that survived. But not everyone knows that the water tower actually did fail. The roof caved in. It did not work. So bit of a misnomer there. Do you know any fun facts about KPMG? Yes, I do. Houston, have you been to Lake House? I've not yet. Hoping to this summer. Okay. Highly recommend 10 out of 10 experience. When you go there, in this, like, side area, it's kind of off the beaten track, they have a glass case, like a museum, with KPMG artifacts. And that is where, if you look closely, you can find out that William Pete and James Marwick, the P and the M in KPMG, with those keeping track at home, they met and merged their two accounting firms on the Lusitania in 19, ah, what was that, 1911? The Lusitania. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So a lot of people think that's the sister ship of the Titanic. It's not. It's actually a competitor. It was a British passenger ship, much like the Titanic, also tragically sunk, except Lusitania was torpedoed during World War One, so different than Titanic hanging the iceberg. But it's a misnomer, but a lot of people call it incorrectly the sister ship of the Titanic, but it's still cool. They were not on the ship when it was torpedoed, though. Should make that clear. <laughs> Otherwise, we would not have KPMG as we know it today. Thank goodness. So when I think about you, Olivia, to bring it full circle, what did you want to be when you grow up? I think about, well, what do you, what do you want to be now? Um, what do you want to do now? Do you see yourself here long term? And I guess what big projects do you see here at KPMG in the future for you? For sure. So I definitely want to stick with the firm. It's been a fabulous opportunity, and I feel like the sky's the limit. And especially with marketing, we're just finishing up a front office transformation. We have a new CRM system engaged. And with that, we're just going to be able to do way more in marketing, which is, a tri- as we've discussed, is a theme of my life. I like doing a lot of different things. And I don't know, I've been looking at rotations, too, maybe. I see a lot of successful people in marketing have that client-side experience, which I don't have yet. So I'd really like to add that as a something in my tool belt moving forward. Yeah. Do you see any specific ways you can kind of like integrate history and your knowledge of all of that into your work and into your brand here? Oh, I mean, I do. I don't think anyone could stop me from doing that. <laughs> yeah. So I work up on 68. That's our ignition center. And pre-pandemic, I would help with tours, especially during events. Um, Events are a big part of what I do with KPMG. And it just, you know, there are things we talk about with the tours, how great the, you know, Insight Insight Center is, the Innovation Lab, the Garage, etc. I would frequently talk about how Perkins and Will helped design the Ignition Center, which were also the original architects or part of the original architecture team for the AN Center, when it was built in the late 60s and 70s, that's when they called it Big Stand. It was the fourth largest building in the world, the largest in Chicago, until they built Sears Tower, of course. So there are just so many fun facts you can pull in. You realize when I ask one question about something, it's just like, are you told this a lot when you're having a casual conversation, you just on the side will bring in these history facts and continue forward with answering a question? Oh, I know I do it. I know. Yeah. I just... I try to stay on one t- one tangent, but mm. I'm a and, tree, lots of branches. And you speak French. Have you thought about, like, rotations at all, too, or has that ever come in handy uh, with, Actually, with your work? 
Yeah, when I first joined uh, the team, there was a contractor. She was a designer and she spoke French. So her and I got to speak a little bit on the side, but I'd love to bring it into my career. I constantly am using it in my personal life. Uh, so if there were an opportunity, uh, yes, absolutely. Or I should say, oui, bien sûr. Oh, <laughs> uh, oui, oui. That's all I got. You got it. So, Olivia, to wrap up here, we have five lightning round questions going to throw at you, mostly Chicago-related. So here we go. Favorite burger in Chicago? Small Cheval. Small Cheval. Favorite date spot in Chicago? Marches still get the muscles. Uh, if you had to live in one place, Chicago, Metro Chicago, you said you live in Lincoln Park. Price is not an issue. Where are you living? Three flat, Lincoln Park. Oh, wow. Where you live now? I'm not in a three flat. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, wish. Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't work at KPMG, what would be your dream job? I'd love to work uh, marketing a knitting crochet yarn company. It's another hobby. And your favorite travel destination? Aix-en-Provence in the south of France. That's where I studied abroad. 10 out of 10 recommend. There you go. Olivia, this was fun. Mega learning experience for me. Hopefully we get to meet in person here soon. Absolutely, Houston. Let's get coffee on 68. You got it. Thanks for listening to the Shy Chat Podcast. If you like what you heard, spread the word. Like, subscribe, share. And if you or someone you know has a great story that you think we should hear about, contact Aaron Bailey at ebailey at kpmg.com. Till next time, everyone.